to Random Acts of Tangent. I'm Adam. I'm joined by the maestro. Yo. And today we have a special guest in the studio. We have Devin Ladner. We're going to talk about her film that she's coming out with. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are y'all guys? Fantastic. Glad <laughs> to have you here. You have a film that's uh, on Kickstarter that's uh, very interesting. Wanted to get into that. It's called It's called Lilith. It is. And how did this start? Where did where was the idea come from? In the beginning came from a dream. Um, oh. I had a vivid dream about women in cages. I I don't know. I woke up and I had it, and I was like, "This would be an interesting sci-fi because I'm really interested in science fiction." And oh, so um, cool. and I always had a I had always desired to write about it, and then certain things in my life kind of unraveled, and then it actually okay started becoming a story. So. All right. I, I, when I picture women in cages in a dream, it takes a different direction. Personally. Right. Uh, no, from where we're going, of course. Right, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, okay. I'm not saying the dream was like a bad dream. Okay. <laughs> All right. It was definitely interesting. So. Okay, um, what's, what's the premise of the movie? It is set in a patriarchal society. Women are kept in cages. They're kept deaf. They can't um, communicate with one another. As well as they're only taught one specific thing, so they lack education. And they're frequently abused and raped and... All sorts of bad things. It's definitely it has a lot of roots in feminism and definitely has a lot to do with it. We're, we talk about beauty. We talk about rape. We talk about sexual abuse, abuse in general. And those are the kind of things that we're trying to go with it. Okay. And in, in the society, how much in depth do you go to as far as how things work in this society? We don't go that far into it. Our hopes is to eventually turn it into a feature length. But as for right now, it's, it's very basic. You kind of get just the... The basics of the world. You get the cages. There are these force field cages, so you get a good mm-hmm. look of that. Um, we try to show like the interactions between the men that keep these women, as well as the other people. Uh, there are boys kept in this in this society too that are called slates, and they are. So there's boys called slaves. Slate slates. And, oh, slates. slates. Yeah, I like slates because they're the reason why I choose the term slate is because they're they're like a slate. They're empty. Right. You you. Um, you teach them about the world, like what, what it's like to be a man in this world. Okay. So um, you adopt these boys and you teach them the ways of the society that they live in. Okay. Sounds like the ways of assholery is kind of the ways you teach <laughs> yeah. them. About. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, I try not to make a, as when I wrote it, I really wanted not to have like, this is bad and this is good. I kind of just wanted to say this is society and this is the way that they have been raised and the way that they have existed. And so therefore they think it's right. Okay. So I'm tr- I'm really trying hard to stay away from that. These guys are evil right. and these people are good. But I, I hate all men. All men are yeah, exactly. Just trying to enslave us, which so, is why we so have the, a redeeming feature. So there's no like major antagonist and protagonist. Well, of course there is a protagonist, but I mean, is there a, like a real major antagonist, or is it just uh, society's a, a antagonist? society whole thing? There is a major antagonist. His name is Adam, and he. Oh no! I know. <laughs> wow, I don't he's famous man. <laughs> So, and um, he is supposed to be just a symbolism of, like, patriarchy and, like, keeping women down and um, and um, of power and of fear. And those are the kind of things that he's supposed to symbolize. So he is, in a sense, our antagonist. But I try to paint him in a light where it looks like he's only this antagonist because this is the only thing that he knows. Okay, so the girls are kept in slavery from the very beginning when they were born. Yes. And they're born from other women. So how does, how does that whole thing work? We don't go into it in our short, but in the feature length, the way that it's, the way that we've talked, the way that I have it in my mind is that at a very, um, at a very young age, they are kept in, in like a schooling before the age of five boys and girls are actually able to keep together. And you have like birth mothers that give birth to these children. And then after the age of five, they're taken, the women go to a certain kind of schooling and the men go to another one. And that's where these girls are taught their specific skill. And then about the age of 13, that's when they get implanted, which is what makes them deaf. And so they lose their communication at the age of 13. So they literally know what life is like with sound and everything and they lose everything. Kind of. They're kept in like white walled rooms to where they're only taught this thing and only have interaction with men. They're not, they don't have interaction with each other. Oh. So, and then, and then they're implanted. Okay. okay. That, that makes sense. There's a part in the, uh, in the trailer where there's two girls that are going to, one's going to sing and one's going to play the violin. Yes. And I was curious, how is she going to sing when she can't hear? She's the only one that can hear. Oh, okay. Lilith that's, that's, is, this, right. this society has persisted for so long that they have decided that maybe it's okay for us to allow one woman to hear because 
they're dumb and stupid. You know, not not that, but they just they're not educated. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they, I mean, they do think of that. They they don't think of them as they're like animals. They're they're mm. they're so trained to be this certain way that they think that if they can allow one woman here, she's not really going to do much because she's not educated. She's not you know she's not a person. Okay. And so in this Adam, the main character in it, he has this wild idea because she's like this rarity and he wants to kind of show her off and be like, look what I just got. It's like when you buy like a new piano or I don't know, like a new car or right. something and you want to show off all your friends. Absolutely. It. So he's trying to. And at the same time, he's also trying to get a lot of votes because he wants to be he's running for like a council. OK. And so he wants to throw this party where he gets his friend to bring over his girl and they get in the same cage together and she plays the piano. I mean, she plays the violin and Lilith sings. Mm-hmm. But you're not supposed to have women that close together. Right. Especially one that can sing and one, I mean, that one, one that can hear and the other one that can't. OK. Because that could potentially yeah. like screw up everything. Like a domino effect. Yeah. yeah. And it does. Oh, yeah. OK. That works. Too. So. Yeah. <laughs> now these, uh, these talents that they're, they're trained into i guess is how is that chosen is, is it more practical or is it for entertainment purposes only it is for entertainment purposes only um there none of them have anything that's like you have um in the opening scene you have the poker player like she okay. she can she knows how to play poker she knows all of the rules she, they're very highly intelligent with what they do like huh. the singer is an amazing singer she's a beautiful singer the dancer is absolutely incredible but it's only in that one aspect you know okay. so that's that's all it ranges to so it's not like they can also change my oil in my car type of thing? No. Okay, no. <laughs> it's just only entertainment only. Right. Got it. Okay. Entertainment only. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Unless you so. enjoy that kind of thing, right. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, there was a short story that I remember reading a long time ago. It is, is very reminiscent of this. Uh, it is called Harrison Bergeron. Does that sound familiar at all? It doesn't. Bergeron or Bergerac? Bergeron. It's, it's, a sto- it's a short story. It's, uh, it's, it's a parody on society where it's... it's Kind of like this, where everybody is meant to be equal. They don't keep the women down. They keep everybody down. Where everybody's level in society has to be exactly the same. Like if somebody's... Communism. What? Like communism? Uh, oh. Is it a little crazier <laughs> than that? Uh, I don't think they, uh, they put paper bags over attractive people in communist societies. But like, <laughs> no, in, the, in the short story, they, if you're attractive, they put a bag over your head. If, if, uh, if you can sing well, they like, some, do something to your vocal cords where you can't sing that much anymore. You and notes. if you're strong, they strap you down with weights so that everybody's yeah. on the same level at all well, times. Hold on a second. If you're really strong, they strap you down with weights. Does it make you stronger? No. They, they, it, you're encumbered. You can't move that fast because you, you have a lot of weights. And then I guess they keep adding more weight if you get stronger, if that's what you're getting at. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a short story. I didn't write it, damn it. <laughs> yeah, but they, they also have implants that like every 10 minutes, there's a, a deafening high-pitched sound to break your concentration. We do have that. Is that right? We do. All right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what adds to the fear of the cage. As If they get close to the cage walls, they start have, hearing this okay. piercing noise. Interesting. Yeah, that's really terrifying, and yeah, they're not really close to it. A major aspect of our story, which I think is different, what we're doing is different, because we've heard that it sounds like The Handmaid's Tale, or it sounds like Cloud Atlas, and all these things like this. But the one thing that we're doing that I think is really different, and it's a major aspect, is that the cages in my short film aren't real. Mm-hmm. So the the force field and everything surrounding it, you can walk through it at any point in any time. And so we're dealing a lot with the aspect of fear. Ooh, so these women sit in these cages and believe all these things, but at any point they could have their freedom, but they just refuse to do so because they're so scared. And it's kind of a, a we're trying to start a dialogue with it because that's what happened to people like uh, J.C. Dugard, who was taken for that long. She said yeah. that she felt so worthless from everything that mm-hmm. had happened to her that she refused to leave. Like, who who would want her anymore, you know? Or there was that man that was keeping those women under his bed that he, like, was abusing, and then he'd put them under the bed. And at one point, he actually took her home to her, her family and was like, you can go to your family, and I'll come back and pick you up in two hours. And she was outside waiting for him. Wow. Because she was so scared. Jinx. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're, that's a, that's a big aspect. Um, the big, the climax of Lilith is when she realizes that she has been stuck in this cage this whole time, and it's not even real. Okay. So how much of this uh, storyline is from uh, your personal experiences? I am a survivor of sexual abuse. And so that itself is kind of where all this is coming from. Um, it was a therapeutic piece to start writing. And then it actually became way more than than anything. And so I, I'm pulling from a lot of that. I know what it's like to feel shame. I know what it's like to feel guilt. I know what it's like to feel like it's your fault. And I know what it's like to sit in cages, whether that be that I have problems with emotional connections a lot of the time, and I know that's my own personal cage. And I know that it doesn't really mm-hmm. necessarily exist, but I still sit in it. 
And so we're dealing with, I, I pulled from a lot of that, but the rest of it is just a commentary on female and on, on women's in general. We, there's a part where Lilla scars her face in the film because she's trying to make a statement on beauty and what is beauty. And there's a lot of other things that we're pulling from. I think that I'm just trying to address issues that women specifically still to this day deal with that we're not talking about. Okay. Now this, this film is, is centered on women being engaged, but yes. not to be uh, Ben Stein, but we're all in cages, metaphorically speaking. Right. It's a kind of that kind of concept where everybody can relate to this in some way, or is it very, very specific to women? No, I, I do think, I do think in that, in that way, you know what it's like to, to be scared. I know, I think fear, I was telling uh, someone the other day, was that like sexual abuse, for example, is not about sex, it's about power. Right. And, um, and it's about fear, and everybody can relate to that. Everyone knows what it's like to want to have power, and everyone, know, everyone knows what it's like to be fearful as well. So I think those are two defining themes in it that everyone can relate to. Absolutely. Now, as far as putting this whole movie together, how, what was that process like? You, you wrote it first, and then you wanted to get to the next level. How, what do you what do you do to get there? I did. I wrote it first, and I have a friend who's um, he he's a director. He does little shorts and things like this all the time. And he was like, "This is amazing. I'd really love to do this." So then we were like, "Well, we you know Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. We heard about that, and we were like, well, that's where we could possibly get our money.' So the only thing that we need to do is make a trailer, and that was just an." a wonderful and fun experience. It was the best day of my life was putting together the trailer for uh-huh. Lilith. It was just really fun to, to see your story coming to life, right. you know, and I never got to experience that or anything. So we pulled in a lot of help. We had a lot of friends being out here in Hollywood is great because you know, a lot of people that are trying to do similar things as you. So we, we asked for a lot of favors and it was really wonderful because so many people just opened up their hands and was like, Use me, you know, take whatever you need. I want to be a part of this. And so that was incredible. It was, it was so much fun. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Now, the, the thing that I always worry about, or not worry about, but think about when, in these kind of movies is the people that are going to be playing the, uh, the major assholes in the, in, the, in the role. These guys that are going to be just like super pompous and right. arrogant. Yeah. Or will you turn them into the comedic relief? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, is, there, is there any comedy in the movie or is it it's all uh, there, straight? No, there's no, no comedy. Okay. Um, I guess it'd be hard to joke about this kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I feel like there's no comedy, but I do, I, I'm not like, I, there's, with drama, it's so hard, you do not want it to become a soap opera, you yeah. know? Yeah. There are moments to where, like, the beginning of the scene is just a bunch of men playing poker and joking around. I try to reveal it as this is what our daily life is. And so I guess that in a way is not the relief, but the reality of it not being so horrible. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. And I, I have my, at the guy that's playing Adam, he's, he's really wonderful. He's so this sexual abuse is something because of people that he knows and whatnot. It's something that's really close to his heart. And so he, he knows how to play Adam with, not being like I am the asshole with I am a person, which is makes it, it brings so much more life to the whole thing. It's gonna be hard to do too. Oh yeah, to be a, sure. a relatable asshole or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a little bit, but I think. It, but you never think of it. I think the, the important thing is, especially when you're playing like bad characters, when you're playing like villains, is to think of it not being like I am a villain or I am an asshole. Anybody that did anything bad in life never thought that they were doing something bad. They just thought that it was justified by their own me- like whatever they thought was right. Like people that people that rape and people that kill and I mean some of them have mental disorders but a lot of them are just as scared as anybody else and they just have they they justify it with their own with their own beliefs and their own morals and so therefore the act they're doing is not wrong to them and that's what we're trying to. It makes I, sense. Yeah. I guess, but I feel like you're giving them too much credit, saying like it's not their fault. You killed a bunch of people. Uh, go easy on well, them. Right. No, no. Not, hold on. Well, let's, let's, not, just, let's not jump the gun here. I'm jumping. Maybe the we should right jump now. the gun hold on this dude. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Well, but there's a part where she's talking about where it's part of their society already. So by them having like being able to kill people like on a regular basis, right. is part of their natural life. Yeah, natural but you day. can't jail society. You got to jail this dude. He's the one that killed. Well, them. that's assuming you're putting them the in jail. Tr- maybe with the gun in his hand, but. Well, they pulled the trigger. But they're putting it into their society, not our society. It's different, man. Right. I, I totally agree. The thing about this is that it's still relevant. One of the big things that people don't understand, especially about sexual abuse, is that, and we deal with this highly in my short film, is that 
the reason why every woman after the experience and everything is because of what our society does of what it says, what it says. We live in a don't get raped culture instead of a don't rape culture. And people that don't, people (laughs) know, but they, but they don't think that it happens, but it does. And the reason why so much women feel so much guilt and shame is because first of all, how many times have you told a woman on her way home? Like, be careful when you go to your car, you know, like be really safe. You should probably go with somebody. Call me when you get there. Also, like when you're out and about, watch where your drinks at and please make sure, you know, like we're, we're constantly telling women to be careful. But what we're also doing is saying that you are fragile. You might get hurt. Somebody might take advantage of you and all these things like this. So what happens is, is that when we experience these things, our mind doesn't go to what he just did was bad. What we go to is I should have been more careful. That and makes, it's because of wow. our society. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I was thinking about that and, um, I actually got a present from my sister one time, but it was a little bit different than what you expect. A rape whistle? No. Oh. I got, a, I got her a um, – it, it, it acts like brass knuckles, but also acts, works as a taser too. Wow. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I feel right. like that way it's not necessarily in any shape, way, or form demeaning to the girl. It's actually giving her power to do what she wants. So yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. I you walk around extra cocky when you got brass taser knuckles. Yeah, you're not yeah. gonna be scared. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody come in. Come on, come on. Right. See what happens. <laughs> exactly. Fully charged. <laughs> no, I, I I think that's great. Like I like I was saying in the beginning, I I was using the word victim, and now I'm using the word survival a survivor because as much as we don't think it, our terminology changes everything. I was telling my friend David I had an epiphany the other day, and I was like, every time someone says, I'm sorry, even though they don't mean to, I feel like that they're pitying me. You know, I feel like I feel all the shame and guilt when someone says, I'm sorry. But when someone says, I'm proud of you, it's completely different. Like, I feel strong. I feel empowered. Interesting. And so that's what I'm kind of trying to make commentary on, too, is that Lilith is she, the main character, she is completely beaten up and racked with guilt and shame, and she thinks everything that's happened to her. Is supposed to happen to her, and that's what I'm really trying to. Does she show take like a, an offensive towards the society later on in the story? She escapes from it. She doesn't. She never. There's no point where I mean, you can tell that she hurts and that she's so upset by all of it, but there's and that she's mad about it, but not in the way of like I like. She's never in the story. She's a defiant, but not in the way of I'm standing up to the society and I'm going to go against them because she doesn't feel like she is. You know, it's 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 an awakening. Okay. Um, it's a, a, it's this, she goes through this process of realizing that this isn't right and that I want to change, but I'm so scared to. Mm. And so on the end of the film, she escapes to the society that's composed of women and what you find in the end that there are men that are starting to come into it as well, mm-hmm. where they're allowed to just be free. Oh, cool. And, okay. um, yeah, and that's, and that's where she learns to, to heal. All right. So, so this would take, hmm. Does this take place in the United States, or it doesn't really tell you where? We we can, we refer to it as a parallel universe. I want okay. it to be so up in the air as to okay. what if this is the future, if this is the past, or whatever. Which is why my costume designer is amazing and wonderful. We're doing a lot of steampunkish things. Like it nice. looks it looks old school, but it, we have a force field wall, and it like refers yeah. to the future. So you have no idea. You're yeah. like they look like they're back in the past, but right. we have force field cages and, it's and like things Farscape like this. or Firefly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry, definitely now, there's something that uh, you you mentioned that it triggered thoughts in my head, which I'm now confused about. That the whole "don't get raped" society versus "don't rape" society, mm-hmm. that, and the the actions that we take. When I when I drop off a girl from going out doing anything, I'll stay in my car until I see them go inside the house. And I always thought that's just me being a gentleman. But, no, that is being really sweet. Yes, yeah, but it, it also. It does have that undertones of something's going to happen to you if I don't if I, if if I don't sit here, here right now. Exactly. It's it's a fine line. It's really hard. I think what's more important is that uh, I'll give you an example. There's this there's this person that I work with and he's so nice, but I I don't dress to accommodate, I guess, society. Like I I dress a little bit scandalous <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so so um and I walk around at night by myself. And when I walk around at night by myself, um I always get especially when I leave work, he always sees what I'm wearing and he's like, Devin, you really shouldn't be walking around like that. You need to be careful. <laughs> so I, I think it's it there's a fine line between like get home safe, which you would tell like anybody, your friend, right. whether that's girl or a boy, then saying like you need to be you need to be careful with what you're wearing or what you're doing or, you know, or be careful alone walking at night because you're dressed scandalous. You know, I don't. So do you think that the way society is setting up 
for women to make sure to be careful and everything like that. They don't talk enough to men about doing what's wrong and right. I don't. I I don't think more. I don't think women. Okay. Well, well, let's talk this way. I remember when my mom, well, my um, cousin actually. I remember I was really young and I remember them all discussing it. And then I was riding home with my godmother and we were in the car and she had the conversation with me about if you ever was touched and if you ever get touched inappropriately or if anybody comes puts a hand on you and you get uncomfortable, you know, you, this is the precautions and things that you need to take and what you need to say. Now, I wonder how many women have a talk with their son about, about, I, I know that it, I'm not saying that all men are, are rapists, but what I'm saying is that. Oh, I really hope not. Yeah. But, um, I don't know <laughs> how many, but I, I, but I, but I do still think there needs to be like the talk of like, you know, if, if you're out at a party and you're really, really wasted and she's super, super wasted and I don't know there, and it doesn't, it, if she can't like respond, you know, like there needs right. to, you need to, as uncomfortable it is, you need to have that talk as to where the lines are and that yes means yes. And then also saying, and sometimes a lot of rape cases, women don't say no because they don't have the chance to, or because they're scared to, or all these things. You know what I mean? There needs to be like this talk about, about asking a woman if it's, if it's okay, or, or do you want to do this or, and, and not being so aggressive. And I don't know how many women actually have that talk with their sons because it's the other way around. We want, we're so protective over our women, but at the same time by doing that, it's, it just leads to a lot of guilt and shame because it becomes our fault because we weren't the ones that were being safe. Okay. That's, that's a very interesting point as well. Cause I think we, we bring up the boys to just to be manly men, and we teach the girls how to and protect themselves from these manly men. Manly men, exactly. Yeah. That's so a good way of putting it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really good. If, yeah. If you have a, a boy and a girl as as a child, you're going to raise them totally differently, and it's almost going to be counterintuitive to each other in a weird way. But you, you want to, you want the guy to be like the, the the best guy that you can be, and you want the girl to be independent. That, that, well, that's that's my objective uh, for for my daughter. I want her to be as independent as possible not rely on, on much of anything except for herself if, if she can. Right. But it's, it's also going to be watch out for that guy. <laughs> right. No, exactly. It is. It's, it's so hard. I'm mm. not saying that I have all the answers. It's just something I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to raise a question because like I said, I'm still struggling with it myself. I, it's been such a journey and such a ride because I'm just realizing things that we, we don't know much about, you know, like, um, being when it comes to women's sexuality, it's just so, so up in the air. There's so many unanswered questions and there's so many things that we like to say about it. And at the same time that we don't know about it, but nothing's being done about it. So therefore it's just a bunch of mess, you know, I don't don't think anybody has an answer really. They're just, there are lots of questions, but no solutions to it. Right. Like the girls are getting taken advantage of. Well, they're dressing this way too. So, right. I mean, so okay. So, do we fix that? Or do we attack the dressing? That. Do we attack the guys? Yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of people said that about like just because a woman's dressed some way doesn't mean they're that type of person. Right. That's, that's Dave right. Chappelle. That's yeah. what we're trying. Yeah. To. Yeah. 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 Dave Chappelle, babe. Uh, they called it a whore's uniform. Yeah, I remember wearing, him saying that if you're wearing yeah. a cop's uniform, I had a guy right. tell me one time. He said, uh, "You wouldn't." When when I was bringing up this whole conversation, he said, "Well, it's like leaving your house door unlocked." He's like, "You you still want to take the precautions not to it, but." That's it's so, and I get it, but it's, but at the same time, it's so frustrating because we're talking about a human being here and what happens is, is the aftermath. Like I was talking about, do you know how hard it is to live every day thinking that one of the most traumatic experiences that you ever experienced was your own damn fault? You know, you just like, it's, it's really hard to deal with. And that's, and it's because on a, on a level that we don't even understand, we're telling women that, that it is their fault. Even if we're not meaning to, we are. Yeah, no, I, I I do get that, and that's I, I haven't heard that spin on it, which is yeah. very wow. I mean, think about it this way: not many people give like the talk with the guys, right? With, with their little bro. Little well, talk to the guys is wrap it up. I mean, we're right, where yeah, that's, we're kind of yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> right. Don't get her pregnant. Yeah, right. In yeah. that sense, that's only just that's just the, them saying protect yourself only. Right. right. It's not saying like this. What you're doing is a bad idea. You know. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then one of. One of different like statistics and things like this, um, men that like attack women on the streets or any kind of way, they usually go for women that look like they're scared. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's like a, that's something that's proven because oh, yeah. they don't yeah. want them to put up a fight or anything like that. And by telling like women to be, you know, like 
like I was talking about, they become more scared and therefore they're more open to it. And it also, we put so much on virginal statuses and things like that, that we don't even realize like the whole JC DeGuard situation that I was talking about. She specifically kind of blames the whole, I don't like mean to offend anyone here, but she blames the whole fact that um, everyone told her to be like virginal and to be on her and, and to keep her sexuality. I don't know how to explain it just to be virginal was to be like in high regard. So therefore yeah. when she was abused, like she felt that she didn't have any worth anymore. It's almost like a, it's like being uh, some sort of like dignitarian or like not a, almost like a religious type of pious thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah. She, she talked about church and things like that because okay. it was just so, it was so you need to be, a, you need to be virginal. You need to be sacred. Your body's a temple and everything like that. And that's what we tell women. And I get it. But at the same time, she thought like once she was invaded, she was like, my temple is invaded, therefore I am nothing. And she oh, wow. didn't want to go home and she didn't want to, she had no, she had no reason to, she didn't want to leave because she didn't feel like she was a person anymore. Oh, wow. wow. So. Oh, wow. No, I know. Sorry, we're getting <laughs> like, really like, sad here. Like, I'm, I'm, uh, see, so that's what, this is also like, it's, it's been a journey for okay. me. That's what we're trying to, you know, like we need to be able to communicate about this more because that's the biggest thing is that this is the no-no talk. You know, no one that, wants to talk about these things because it's not, like, fun. But yeah, that's happens. the question I had. Have you got any blowback from other people that, like, either people that were going to be take part in this or maybe fund you through Kickstarter where they see what you're talking about and they're like, ah, I don't want, I don't want I this to be, be talked about. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't. I've had a really big support group, but I'm sure that there Good. are people that are holding off on like maybe sharing it or maybe doing something with it because they're worried about what other people will say, especially coming from Mississippi. I thought that this was going to be something that was, that was just going to be so, I thought I was going to get a lot of like back. Right. And I, I, maybe in Mississippi you would, but in LA yeah. there's a lot of, people yeah, which are... I thought, but my biggest support group has been back home in Mississippi. They've oh. been so supportive and so open to all of it. And I think that says even more, yeah. like I've had a lot of, we're up to eight women now who have, after like we've launched who have come out and like told me their stories. And I think that's the thing is that I haven't gotten that much backlash and stuff because it's relevant to so many women. It's one mm-hmm. in three, you know, and people know people and, and it, it is, it's, it's a relevant topic. So therefore mm-hmm. it hasn't been. Yeah. I think in some way everybody has somebody that they know that has been affected somehow. Right. Whether it's a close friend or a friend of a friend or somebody, there's there's a way that you can relate to this. I mean, it it, it seems like it should be a, or, or shouldn't be a hush hush topic. It's 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 sensitive for sure, but it is something that I think everybody kind of wants to talk about. But at the same time, it's, I don't it, want to talk about it because it's, it's a real downer. Yeah, it's it just something that needs to be talked about immediately. Yeah. And I know that, it, and like what I was saying about, and I think also the reason why it doesn't want to be talked about is because it, it's the sad thing about um, a woman's body is that it can be invaded. Whereas a man's, I mean, you can still have like men that have definitely been like abused as a child or whatever, by right. somebody, but, um, the, the anatomy of a woman is specifically able to be invasive. So I, I think it gets uncomfortable sometimes cause it feels like we're putting people, we're putting men and women against each other. But that's what I was saying. It's when you come, when you get down to the bare bones of it, it's not about rape. If you, I mean, it's not about sex. It's, it's about power. And if we can look at it that way and understand that, that's where it comes from. It's it's not. It doesn't have anything to do with gender. It has to do yeah. with with power. It yeah. has to do with the desire of it. It okay. comes from other types of cultures and stuff as well. Where it's not. It doesn't matter which. Oh, almost said that. All right. It doesn't matter um, if it's a female or male. If the culture allows it, they become the the leading gender becomes the power in the group. Like for instance, the whole story about the Amazons. They mm-hmm. become they become the like the the force to be reckoned with. Where the men were just their slaves, pretty much. Vice versa for other cultures as well. As well. Right. All right. Now that you're saying this right now, it's in a, a short film type of category. Format. Yes, Format. it is. Yes. And we're we're doing it as a short film first, and then our hopes is to hopefully maybe maybe one day make a feature. I honestly, I like I said, I did this as a therapeutic piece, and it was fun. I like to write. I've wrote poetry since I was little, and it's always been something that gives me release. And then it became so much more, and now it's not even... It's so much... It's it's even bigger than this now. Just the opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. Like, it started to heal me. I don't know. I used to cry, like, all the time. Like, you know, just even mentioning it. And now I can just, like, discuss it with people. And I can just discuss it with other people. And on top of that, I'm moving to the point now to how do we fix this? 
And it's not more about like awareness. Now it's about what else more can we do, which is even cooler and which is why I'm so happy to even All have right. started it. So. Right. So and it, it is on Kickstarter. So if you wanted to go to uh, Kickstarter, it's uh, Lilith is the name of the, the project where you can donate. There's a lot of different options to donate and different kickbacks you get and, and whatnot. Uh, there's about two weeks left of it by, by the time that you're hearing this. So donate, go to there, uh, give her some support. There's a trailer on there. We'll also put the trailer on our website so you can check that out and uh, send you links over to, to Kickstarter. There's also the, the webpage is uh, LilithShortFilm.com Lilith Lilith and that's L-I-L-I-T-H shortfilm.com. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, so uh, check that out. We're going to take a short commercial break and we'll be right back with some uh, more show. Nice. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Now for a word from one of our sponsors, we have this one place called Amazon.com. I think you've all heard about it, right? Amazon. I don't, I'm unfamiliar. You're unfamiliar? <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, Amazon.com gives you whatever you want. It, you just click on it. Anything you want to buy online, you can do it through Amazon.com. They'll find your vendors, anything nearby, and they'll ship it to you. And all you got to do, if you want to support the show, is click on the link on the right side of our page. Wait a minute. You just told me you don't know anything about Amazon.com. I was joke, man. Oh. Yes, I'm hilarious. <laughs> okay. Welcome back to Random Acts of Tangent. I'm still Adam. We got Maestro over there. Nope. Staying with us is Devin. And walking in, special guest, we have Rex. I just came, I was at happy hour. That's what it was. Oh, was your happy hour? <laughs> yes, Very good. yes, yes. It's always happy hour. Yes. <laughs> I know, somewhere. All right. Uh, I got a story here that I want to get into right away. This is a thing that's been happening. They're trying to now outlaw certain types of tobacco because it is candy flavored. What? Nice. They have candy oh, they're trying to say it's like catered to children. Yes, that's exactly what, what it is. That's rude. It, it is rude. Because they're saying two-fifths of middle and high school smokers in the U.S. have used cigars and cigarettes manufactured to taste like fruit, candy, and stuff like that. That's just well, how taking come, a part on the jarring. That's all it really is. Well, how come, how come yeah, you don't... Yeah, that's why like, they don't exist anymore, like real ones. They yeah. do. But not, but not the way that they used to be. No. They have to be like right. no, their cigars. There's, like, there's smaller packs, too. Yeah. Well, why don't you just outlaw, outlaw pinnacle whipped cream? Because yes, that shit tastes like candy. Exactly. And, and they that's have cotton candy flavored Is it vodka. Is whipped cream? No, no. Any, any of it does. Like, I, well, I mean, at the same time, I remember seeing your sister chug like an entire half bottle of apple puckers once. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, I can get how like the sweeter flavors appeal to a younger crowd. They, they do. But, but they, well, why not then alcohol? That's, that's, yeah. that's my problem with it. And they don't leap to it because it's the acceptable drug that everybody's into. Right? Yeah, but it's that's still really it's cotton candy flavored vodka. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That if that's not for children, what then, then, then what is? I don't know. They I mean, should make like gingerbread. <laughs> <laughs> Oreo. Ooh, I would not be surprised if they, if they had that. Yeah, yeah Jolly idea. Rancher. Yeah, and they have mixed drinks called the Gummy Bear Drops. I they mean, do. That's, that's uh, child's candy. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, totally. They have. The, I, I know how to make a white gummy bear. Yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. It's it tastes amazing. amazing. <laughs> I, I get it in a sense though, because I know that um, cigarettes are like. You know, they can cause cancer, whereas alcohol, I mean, we got liver failure and things like that. But And drunk like, driving car accidents. Right, and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and I totally get that. And I understand, like, where they're trying to go against that. But really what causes kids to, or what causes anyone to start smoking is not because it tastes good. It's because, You're like, sure. well, on, on top of that, too, like, uh, now they put in so much money in advertising in movies and things. That's where yeah. your ads for tobacco and whatnot is because you're really badass cool characters and tv shows and movies are smoking a cigarette and you're like they look awesome you know yeah. they look like a yeah. badass yeah. and that's what makes it yeah. in his mouth yeah like really that's a classic wolverine him right. with a jacket and a wife beater on right. and a stogie yeah. right you know that's him and if you, if you watch Mad Men, that's like an hour-long commercial it, every single it, time. Yeah, for cigarettes. It, for cigarettes. Yeah. it really is. It really is. I remember when I tried stopping smoking, I was like, I cannot watch Mad Men. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to go outside I mean, and smoke a cigarette Ma- right Ma- now. Yeah, because yeah, Mad Men, that was a time when cigarettes were actually considered normal. So they had to yeah. play the time, with the times. Yeah, there was that uh, the advertisement that blew up like women smoking in the 50s. And it said, you know, instead of gra- grabbing a bite to eat, grab a smoke. Yeah. Right. And, and, Curbs and, appetite. Yeah. 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 And, and, and that, that's when women were just fucking 
All of them started smoking. It became <laughs> sexy. It was the pin- pinnacle right. of sexiness. It'll make you skinny. Yeah. Woo! Well, think about any noir film. Like any noir film that you got a, a detective. What does he do when he's kind of like isolated yeah. and having an introverted moment that he kind of like reflects on shit? Right. Drinks. Boom. Drink, Resident smoke. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if you're some sort of like super spy and you're trying to find out where the lasers are. What? Shows you where the lasers are. Lasers. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, I know what you're saying. You yeah, blow the yeah. smoke and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. you see all that. Yeah. Very, very solid smoke. Yeah. It's like, how do you like that? Yeah. I think they're just probably attacking the wrong thing. I think that's what's ridiculous about it. It's, they just find different ways to do it. When cigarette, um, cigarette campaigns couldn't be in magazines anymore, that's when they started putting them in more movies and yeah. more things. Because they were like, we gotta, we're still got to find a way to advertise it to people, so let's do it a different way. Outlawing uh, cigarettes that taste like candy isn't going to change shit people no, <laughs> it's like teaching abstinence to kids because you don't want them to have sex they're still gonna have sex yeah. you know? right. yeah. find another way. Yeah. How, yeah. how come like jolly rancher flavored lube is any legal? <laughs> right. Well, right exactly yeah. there you well, go yeah, seriously i saw a lube the other day it was bacon flavored lube oh, okay well, bacon flavored well, that's carrying to the fat people you see yeah i know bacon, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I get it you're a feeder you know yeah. like right that's what they are yeah but you're saying that like uh i remember one time i tried to quit smoking and i watched constantine yeah, and he does so much smoking there that I, I was like, well, he's was also dying from lung cancer. All right, but he gets healed. All right, also <laughs> yeah, yeah, by the devil, Adam. All right. By the devil. All right, fine. I'm still stuck on the bacon favored lube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Apparently, my my friend Buggy Nova t- uh, texted it to me as a picture, and I'm like, oh my god, I wow. Can I get See, this? <laughs> that's what. I guess there's a market for it. I mean, there must be. Right. <laughs> well, because bacon is supposedly bad for you too. Oh well, yeah. And why not use bacon when you're forking? Why not? Huh? Why not be sinful while you're being <laughs> sinful? Right. What's yeah. bad about these cigarette things, though, with the candy flavored, is that if it's not necessarily that candy flavor on its own appeals to kids, but you know, if they started doing like a lot more of it, that that's that's what their appeal would try to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that I, they would try to be like, oh. We're appealing to who's going to smoke flavored cigarettes? You know, like a, a guy, like a big manly man or like somebody that wants to look at a badass isn't going to be like, I'm smoking me, on my Apple candies. Let me ask you, smokers. Let me go on my Apple TV too. Right. Let me ask you, you smokers, because I'm not a smoker. All right. Is, all right. This, is this chicken or egg when it comes to having a drag after fucking? Is that a thing? I, I have I'm, yet, I have I'm not comfortable with this terminology. What? Okay. So <laughs> having, having a cigarette after you have sex. Is that is that like a real gratifying thing, or or is that something that happened in the media where they're just like, we're gonna tell them they should have it? No, um, Wait, go ahead, Devin. I want to hear you. Go. I don't. I don't know. For me, with cigarettes, when I since I worked at a tobacco shop for a little while, when they started doing the e-cigarettes because they found that patches weren't working to get people off of it because people were addicted to the oral fixation. And um, so I think what it more is is to do the reason why I like cigarettes. Well, why I started craving cigarettes is because I attach it to good moments like hanging out with friends and doing things like that mm-hmm. so i suppose mm-hmm. if you did have a cigarette after every time that you like had sex you would associate cigarette smoking with the feeling of what it's like after you have an orgasm so so it's probably one of those media things where they're just trying to operate condition you and yes you're exactly it's like so, ringing the bell and you salivate so basically uh, if you're addicted to smoking what you <laughs> do like, is you smoke only when bad things happen really to stop what when oh I'm, to stop maybe so, that's really good that's like clockwork orange shit yeah. right there yeah. where yeah. you just hook it up to you have really horrible shit and you're like i need a cigarette and then you associate cigarette smoking to right, that right, that's genius hey. actually well, that's, that's no. what parents used to do when, when parents used to cast their kids smoking they'd be like all right you sit down you're gonna smoke this whole pack right. of right. yeah. come home drunk all right you're gonna drink this whole yeah. pop the whole thing yeah. right now drink it yeah try to get it a bad experience bad thing, are you yeah. messing with me are you messing with me i'm just watching some juice get into vodka giving it the old in out and out but suddenly you'll get a terrible feeling in my novels. This <laughs> <laughs> is fucking clockwork. All right. Oh, was it yeah. in Clockwork Orange? Yeah, yeah. That's what he's talking about <laughs> it when he, they have his eyes pried open in the theater watching yeah, the girl get raped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the study goes on to say that 16% of high school students were smokers in 2011. It seems high to me. I, I don't know. When I was 16, in high school, 16%. 16%. Oh. Yeah. So, so 16,000 out of 100,000. Yeah. Nah. Wow, that's, that's some not quick not. math. You're a smart guy. Yeah. yeah. This is not, I just think it's so irrelevant. It's so funny yeah. how you can like take a study and lean it towards something. Like we all we all know that we didn't pick up a cigarette for the first time because it tasted good. Do you know what I mean? And right. if it did taste good, that's not why we picked it up. Like, yeah, I actually broke up with my reasons. high school girlfriend because of that. 
Yeah. I had, had a similar situation. There was a breakup yeah. because of cigarettes. Yeah. I wasn't smoking back then, but somebody in class had one. I was like, hey, let me get one of those. You just, know, just to feel like, oh, I'm being bad. I have a cigarette in my pocket. You know, the, the funny thing about it, though, it wasn't necessarily about the smoking. It was that she knew I disapproved. It was about the dishonesty. She lied about it. I thought mm. that, was, that was bullshit. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, they used to have these uh, Sweet Dream cigarettes. That, uh, they still do. They still do? It's, I thought, I thought they got that's how no, they no. changed it. What? They changed the, oh. the way that it doesn't, um, I mean, it's still kind of, it does have a filter. That's, I remember when I learned, when I worked, walked in, I mean, when I started working in the tobacco shop, he was like, so once Obama came in um, office, he outlawed, outlawed a lot of all this. But the thing is that you start to get around it. You know? Right. So like, what are the ones dreams, that outlawed because you cut them open and you put weed in them? Those are the BBs? Uh, are those blunts? Yeah, they they, they are those so, flavored. Too. I think it's like sweet, sweet and mild, or so, yeah, yeah. They yeah, were something. People, yes, I remember because those taste delicious. Yeah, the sweet and milds were pretty good, <laughs> and they had that plastic filter on it, so and it makes you feel extra fancy. Is that, well, do they not exist anymore. They still no, exist they still in do. Mississippi. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah, they still yeah. do. Yeah, because I'm a non-smoker, but I mean, I could understand yeah. like that kind of tastes good, and I, I get whole, lightheaded. It's. Cool. I thought the whole point about having the sweet and milds with the little plastic bit was so that the nicotine or the tar. Then attack to the attached to the teeth. Oh, I don't it's know. possible. No, I don't know. Got me, brother. No, but what Rex was referring to is that people would buy those. They'd cut them open, take all the nicotine out, and then yeah. put the weed inside yeah. of it. So What's that they stopping have... them from doing anything else? I mean, all they have to do is well, like, but wrap... it has that sweet mild flavor. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of more like a spliff, like in in Europe, like in in Europe in Amsterdam, the Europeans actually don't smoke like blunts and straight weed what they do is they mix it half and half with tobacco and that's the really popular thing there interesting yeah, yeah a, a friend of mine who's it's like hookahfying your weed yeah it's, well she's she really loves weed all right like all right. she was telling me like blah, blah 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 i like weed she's from scotland and then she's telling me like how she went to amsterdam and she's like trying to get some person there to smoke weed with her that was a local and she was like come on let's smoke some weed and she's like Wait, you're gonna smoke it by itself? Like, oh, like it was. It was a judgy the moment. Like, okay. oh, okay, I guess no. You want your scotch neat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the way they do it in Europe. So apparently, that's a thing. Like, that's a, a really good thing. Apparently, I guess. But, I, but again, with the whole like cigarettes tasting like candy and stuff, are you smoking a blunt because it tastes good? Or are you smoking it to get high? You know, uh, like, no, no, no. Because I'm smoking. I think that when I have smoked. I'm smoking because it completes a look and it tastes right. good. And, and no, seriously, it's it's completely aesthetic. I, I think it looks cool. Like, yeah, I, that that plays right into exactly what you're saying. Yeah, the I, I'm like, boom! I lo- I fucking look like you know Jack Nicholson in Chinatown kind of mm-hmm. shit. Like, let me fucking do it. You want to look yeah. like Jack Nicholson in Chinatown? Oh, well, minus the nose injury, you know. Right. Okay. Yeah, but but yeah, like. <laughs> You know, it looks fucking more, dude. It's it's fucking awesome. It's like you can't have a a podcast network called the Rat Pack Podcast and be like judgy about smoking, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, we do not approve. Mm. <laughs> I love my lungs too much to poison them with such a delicious flavor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. What? So, oh wait. So, was, was it the next topic, man? All right. Wait, Are we going to segue into bacon flavored lube? That's what I was going to do. No, you, you, you said you want to talk about something. Oh, you want? Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I had a topic of discussion that I thought was really fucking interesting and awesome. What's his name? Um, just, uh, 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 <laughs> I'm not cheating on you, Maestro. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, please. I am Bruce not cheating on Maestro. You leave me alone. Now, my point is, uh, no, no. So basically, like in some southern state, and because uh, you know th- they're all bass ackwards, uh, with hey, exception to know. Mississippi, because <laughs> Debbie's from Mississippi and she's right. awesome. But um, That's where the good filmmakers come from. Yeah, 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 exactly, right. So, so basically, like, there's this one particular uh, state. I don't know which one. I don't remember the exact of the story right now. But uh, they passed a law so that they could put the Ten Commandments in school. No way. Yeah, yeah. Really? They, they ended up passing a law, and and it hasn't been appealed yet because uh, you know, like, secular laws on a federal level, if they got sued, would would dictate that they can't put it there. But right. but they passed a short-term law that you can put the Ten Commandments in the school, you know, right up there next to the flag when they're doing the Pledge of Allegiance. Was this like uh, a trial period or something? No, no. Well, yeah, you, it basically is a trial period until a judge issues a stay or an order saying that they can't do it. Isn't that against the Constitution? It is. It is. But somebody has to sue and say that they're violating their rights, and then the, a judge has to make a ruling to actually stop it. But right now, they're in that weird little period before somebody sued, and they they can do it. 
right? So in response, in response, though, you're going to love this oh, shit. Boy. You're going to love this shit. All right. Evil liberal groups, right? Evil? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> evil liberal groups, right? You could have said liberal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> The, the liberal, the liberal elites and crazy, right. crazy, evil, satanic liberals, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the 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 uh, organized church of Satan oh, yeah. has, has yeah. taken advantage of the vagary in the language regarding religious symbols in classrooms. And they're paying to have a satanic monument erected right next to the Ten Commandments oh, no. in the school. Wow. So so now you're going to have like a, a satanic religious symbol thing right next to the Ten Commandments and the U.S. flag. Well, what, yeah, what so that didn't work out so well. <laughs> what exactly is the satanic ritual symbol? What is that? I don't, I don't know. Maybe a pentagram or some like crazy An- Anton LaVey shit, you know. like well, pentagrams aren't satanic though. Huh? Well, uh, Anton LaVey's pentagram is. I it, mean, if you've studied me, that shit. Yeah. yeah. When we did Faustus, we, it's yeah. all about worshiping the devil. We had a pentagram. Yeah, there there. yeah, but the thing about is, it's supposed to be like from the even the farther back before Satan. Oh, supposed oh no, to, it, it, has, it has like pagan roots and things like that, yeah. which have nothing to do with Satan. But everyone yeah. else turns. The it point into is, Satan is next uh, to Jesus. Yeah. That's the point of this maestro. Yeah, yeah. Satan is next yeah. to Jesus. That's Not, the, is that they they kind of like weaseled their way in there, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 which is awesome though. Isn't that a great like fuck you to like? It's, <laughs> I don't know yeah. how to use the word awesome. That is so it's, awesome. It's definitely fitting. I, I think that is so fit. like just because you know they had to like write the law really vague to even get it in there where it's just like religious symbols in general we're not talking about any we're not like you know hating on Muslims and saying only Christian blah 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 right right and then the fucking asshole Satanist sitting in the background going excellent yeah. <laughs> like, like like fucking Mr. Burns here's you know? our window we got it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> he's like you get candy away from the baby yeah you yeah. Gotta, gotta get them when they're young right yeah fucking oh man but now I smoke love- these cigarettes there tastes like candy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, but I, I just thought that was a really cool, like, interesting story that that I read recently. I mean, how how do you feel if if your child was uh, was growing up in a school system that had a, a monument to Satan? I I would not be a fan. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a very controversial stand and say I would not like that mm-hmm. to have my my daughter worshiping Satan. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's it's weird because. The whole Ten Commandments thing, I, I'm not as offended by. I grew up Christian and all that stuff, so I mean, I, I, I get... It's, it's meant to have good feelings. It's, it's supposed to have good moral standings for people. It's well, a good yeah, way to live good, your life. Yeah, right. it has good moral standings, but, but it's it feel good? What? No, right, no, it's to feel guilty. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> well, hey, hold on, hold on. Only, I think, am I the only Catholic here? No, I, yeah. I grew up. Oh, okay, so you feel I'm guilty con- too. All right, yeah. yeah. So in Catholicism, if it feels good, you're supposed to feel bad about it, basically. Right. Like, right. That's, that's it. No, I mean, like, the whole thing, though, is just that I, I get where where they were coming from, like you said. Mm-hmm. We're, we're back home, you know, there's, you know, you say the Pledge of Allegiance, you when you, you have, like, a national prayer with the loudspeaker and things like that, because you're trying to, it's, it's what they think is just inherently so good and great. But at the same time, I just don't think that you should be obligated towards it, which is really cool what you're saying in the sense that they were like, oh, if you're going to do this, then we're going to do this as well. Yeah. Because you can't tell us no because it's still our belief. So why don't we just do a whole wall full of different like <laughs> commandments yeah, from let, different religions? Yeah. You know, let's, like let's that's the kind of thing. Let's just like, right, you yeah, know, like, let's ooh, do it all. Okay. Let's yeah, do it all. And like, I, let's, pull a, let's pull like a church of the Fonz and put it up like Peter Griffin did. Yeah. Church of the Fonz. Yeah. <laughs> no, church of the Sinatra, my brother. Oh, yeah. yeah that's no. better. I like it. Yeah, also, we're not old. cuffed like two inches from their suit. Old blue eyes, man. Yeah. You... But I think what, what like when it comes down to this, what's what's cool about it is that if you if you have to be accepting towards one, you have to be accepting towards all. So you either yeah. have it or you have like all of them, or you don't have them all at yeah, all because you exactly. can't just do one. But but speaking of Catholicism, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how close you you guys have been following the news. I, maybe you have because you're you're more. I'm pointing at Devin. Uh, she's she's Catholic, raised Catholic. Raised I mean, Catholic. I'm not. But yeah. but this, uh, yeah, you don't really kind of choose it. But right. but um, it chooses you. Right. It does. Right. It does. They fucking. You're a baby. They pour water know, on you. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're a baby. They pour water on you. You're like I'm drowning, man, motherfucker. And and yeah, that's wow. uh, in, in a weird sort of way. That's how I just I just imagined Samuel L. Jackson getting baptized. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> man, motherfucker. Well, Say what again? Well, but, 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 but baptism was just basically while. Well, before you could make a choice for yourself. 
no, different faiths are baptized at different ages, and Catholics they take you From right when you're like six yeah. months you're old. washing away original sin. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it, it depends on the religion as well. Yeah, because after it's confirmation. That's when you. Well, that's choose. why I said Catholics. Other people they they yeah. baptize way way later. Born agains it could be like when you're forty. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. In, in, in the Christian faith, you get baptized when you make the choice to do so. Mm-hmm. Because and also as far as the whole anointing the babies that doesn't exist. So I mean they they, they anoint the babies in the Christian faith. They yeah. don't baptize them. It's kind of like here's some good vibes for you to go along your path. Yeah. But you do not go to hell until you reach the age of accountability where you can reach that point where you can make the choice for yourself. Mm-hmm. In the Christian faith, you can be a twelve year old get killed if you don't if you haven't heard about God yet. Then you still go to heaven. Well, I mean, in the kind of like Catholic. Uh, Faith basically, you have uh, Augustinian belief, who was a who was a, a a priest in the Catholic religion, and he had this conception of 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 religion and con, and conception, like how human beings get drawn into this world. Mm-hmm. And basically, we're in we're here as a trial, like our entire existence is a trial in, in that view. And you basically have your soul floating around in all the nether that is like, <laughs> but yeah, seriously, like right. this is how you, you you viewed it. Like imagine like. You're in an ocean of like the afterlife and awesome, right? And you're just kind of like swimming around like as a soul, right? right? And then you have like the devil like throwing a net out trying to catch your ass. And when he catches you, that's when you're born. So it's all a test. Oh. You're here and, and, and everything that's put in front of you that is enjoyable is a test to try to draw you away from God. That so anything sucks. that's enjoy, yeah, that's it's crazy. It's fucked <laughs> wow. up. Yeah, it's it's Augustinian. What kind right? of net can catch like like souls? Yeah. I, was, I had that question too. <laughs> we just slip through the lining. I don't know. I have this sexual move. It's called the Spider Man. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's a lot well, like, like it would. Use your like webbing one. No, no. no what you do is you're doing okay. a girl from behind. So so you're you're like doing a girl from behind, right? And and then and then you you wait until you're about to come, right? And then you pull out. And you spit on her back, so she thinks that you came already. But then you come in your hand, and then when she turns around, it's like, "Oh, you came, right?" And then you throw it in her face like you're Spider-Man, like it's just webbing. I don't see how that works with what he's talking about. That that's totally that is like a high-level metaphor. That's like Socrates <laughs> right there, dude. You don't even fucking know. You just gotta well, you look deeper. Houdini, you just gotta gonna, look deeper. Yeah, you like you literally pull to Houdini, but instead of like on her, you pull on your hand. It's horrible, man. Yeah, yeah, man. That's the way it is. You have to wipe off afterwards. Yeah, it's horrible. Except it's the devil, <laughs> oh, so it makes sense. Okay. All right, so going it's, back, it's, it's going oh, back oh, to oh, what Rex, were you about to talk about the new pope? Oh, dude, the new pope is awesome. Isn't he great? Dude, wait, wait, he's great. Wait, is that the one with the picture of the guy that looks like Darth? Darth? No, 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 no. That's the old pope. That's the pope that just died. No, no. Seriously, like I don't know. Like the 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 whole Catholic faith had like a U.S. moment where like they elected Bush and then they elected the most like liberal guy they could right afterwards. Uh, what? <laughs> That's what happened because the old pope he was like a Nazi. He was. Right? He, was like, he was just very founded in tradition, like literally. Which is what Catholicism is, is all about. Yeah. Like it's very it's very traditional. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But then this new dude is just like, hey, if you're gay, like it's who cool. am I to oh, say right. Like, right, yeah. you're going to hell? Right. You know? And then what? he's like, hey, you're, you're the Pope. Yeah. We can say yeah. those things. Yeah, yeah you're right. No, and you can't, which is so no, which, which is so wonderful because yeah. people literally the Catholics look at the Pope as being the man that's telling the word of God. Yeah. Right. He is yeah. he's the only he dude is, with is, the inside line to right, God. To, man. Yeah, yeah. Like he is a in communication with Jesus and God and we're not. Yeah, directly. So it's awesome because the rest of the Catholic faith has to be like, oh, the new Pope's saying this, so we gotta believe mm, it. Because <laughs> God said so. Yeah, so. Apparently. He's got the red really phone. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that whole yeah, commercial. Like, that, uh, it is. Like, it when is. the phone call rings at 1 o'clock in the morning, who do you want to answer it? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Hillary Clinton thing? Yeah, but this dude. Pope has a red line to God. It's like the bat line. Like yeah. the bat line from Adam West Batman. Yeah. Right. Like, seriously, no, Maestro <laughs> just said it. But I'm, I'm giving him credit. But yeah. it's Thank totally you. like that. Like fucking new Pope answers, what's up, God? Oh, shit. Bat pole. There's yeah. a button inside that statue. We gotta get to the back cave. Yeah, for real. For <laughs> real, Robin, get your tights on. Yeah, yeah. yeah who, but, I, who was? I think it was Colbert was making a, a distinguishing between the Pope and Batman. That does not surprise me. They, they, they both have like the, these outfits. They both have like their own mobile. Yeah, the Pope mobile, the Batmobile, yeah. and sitting again. Sitting, yeah. Say mobile again. Mobile. Mobile. Like Alabama. What? No. Mobile. Batmobile. That's what. No, you said mobile. Mobile. Oh, for Christ's sake. Oh well. You say tomato. All right. I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. syllable. Yeah, Let's call the whole thing off. But yeah. my point is, no, my point is the new pope is awesome. The new pope, he's like, yeah, gay, yeah, big deal. Uh, don't go to church. Oh, it doesn't matter as long as you have a relationship with God. And that's, that's like wonderful. a huge Protestant thing. Like the Catholics yeah. have always been like, no, 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 you have to go to church and confess. 
oh, you're going to hell. Like, you know. No, yeah, no, I was raised to believe the church is where you are. It's not, it's not a building. It's like wherever you put a church yeah. is where a church is. It's, nah. it, it's not these walls. It's, okay. it's, it's your state of mind type of yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that was actually a belief that was in the, the Dead Sea Scrolls. And the Catholics kind of like, they tried to kill all of that shit. Basically, at the Council of Nicaea, you had like a, a church convening. Because it wasn't the Catholic Church. It was before it split into the Eastern Orthodox and the Catholic Church. And they kind of all got together and they're like, no, we need to like consolidate all these beliefs and then streamline it so that we can make it digestible and we control everything. And you had these kind of like periphery gospels that have been written about Jesus. And they're like, no, collect all of them. We're destroying them. Yeah. yeah, not not to yeah. go back to my short film or anything, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lilith is actually taken from one of the books of the Bible that didn't get chosen. Mm. It's actually a story to where they say that God first made Adam and Lilith, and they oh. from the same yeah. ground, not from his rib, from the same ground. They were they were equal. Okay. And then Adam asked Lilith to lie beneath him, and she refused to do so, and she was kicked out of Eden. Yeah, and that's actually and that's in the Quran. Why yeah, and that's why he created. What? Then it's Eve in the was Quran, created yeah. from his rib, so that way she'd be submissive. This yep. is what wow. happens if you don't the, read Adam. The, the, the Quran has Lilith in it. Yeah. I, I read the entire Bible. I don't remember anything about Lilith. Right? Yeah, yeah she's not there. Of course, out. she's not there. Yeah. Wow. Of course, she be? She was you, horrible. Yeah, and, and the weird thing about it too is, like in Ethiopian Orthodox, right? Like so, Northern African Christians. They have, they have another book in the New Testament called the Book of Enoch that you guys don't even okay, recognize. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's also the Book of Judas. I, that I have uh, heard of. I've yeah. heard of the well, Book of Judas. Well, there's scrolls of angels all coming down of and yeah. having yeah. like relations with people on Earth and creating like and giant humans. And, yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah, just all, yeah, yeah. All but if they didn't make the Bible, were they really that good of books? They, they hit the editing <laughs> floor. I mean, uh, maybe we could do without this. This is already this is already really long, guys. Well, this is already really long books. We need to have some parts here. Nobody's going to read this. It is all about control, which is so frustrating. I found out for the first time the other day that every word in the like Jewish what 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 I the Tanakh okay um, that for the word for women for um for wife that's in the Bible that the Catholic Bible or the King James or whatever it all two. says wife it just says woman in the other one and just think about how much of a difference that in itself changes like wife to be a good woman. wife yeah. you have to do this instead of to be a good woman you need to do this uh, like that in itself just changes yeah. everything it blew my mind and yeah. it's just mm. it's it's a lot is crazy. lost in the translation yeah a it lot. is yeah and you're you're right though it's all about control it's yeah. it's about what can we what can we do to <laughs> make these people Listen and follow. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the reason why I look at a Bible and I say to myself, what really is true in that thing? You know? Well, it's it's just funny because, like, the whole argument about, like, Leviticus and uh, talking about, like, you know, gay people. There's an argument about Leviticus? Huh? There's an argument about Leviticus? Would you rather be No, the the argument's in Leviticus. Oh, in it. Okay. I thought Uh, people were, like, saying, this, I don't agree with this part of the book. Leviticus chapter two is no, way no. out of bounds. One, they, ah. they, they were, they were, they were. They're <laughs> saying, essentially, like in Leviticus, it's basically a lot of the hardline rules about like homosexuality, uh, okay. a fealty, all that stuff. And and in Leviticus, there's actually a part where it says a man shall not lay with another, another man. man, and that's one of the right. biggest thing about like Catholics and, and, and Christians going, oh, well, no gays, right? Now Ramo, 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 no rabbits. And, and, and uh, and, yeah, and in rabbits. Leviticus also they also say no eating seafood that comes from a shell. Uh, if you, things, adulterers yeah. should be stoned to death, um, like all sorts of shit, like that is just superfluous. Right. Like uh, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't make sense at well, all. The that, that's Test- Old Testament, right? Yeah. The Old Testament in general is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. let's just think about it. You have uh, an angry guy. Yeah, you're right. angry. He is. He's <laughs> yes. angry. He's jealous. He's you're vengeful. He's very vengeful. Yes. And then you have the whole New Testament where Jesus is like. He's such a hippie, you know, like, like love yeah. each other, forgive everyone. It's like, like he's hanging out with lepers and prostitutes, which we were talking, my friend and I were talking about the other day. Like, just think about it, what lepers and prostitutes would be nowadays. They'd be like strippers and crackheads. So yeah. Jesus was hanging out with strippers and crackheads. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and getting that, his feet washed. Yeah, and yeah exactly. <laughs> like the whole New Testament. That's a big it's thing. It's pretty man. cool. Yeah. That's the watched? thing. Like, if Jesus was alive today, he'd be over in Skid Row and yeah, have him exactly. in prison. Like, you don't even exactly. fucking realize what's up. <laughs> yeah. And it would probably be the fucking Christians that put him there. Like, yeah. you don't even dig. <laughs> yeah. The irony. <laughs> yeah. Right? How many times have been tried to be converted by a newfound Christian? You've been trying to be averted? What do you mean? Converted. Converted. Oh, converted. Oh, okay. Not turned inside out, but yeah, yeah, yeah. switching faith. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only way to do it is by fear. That's Going back to fear and power, it's to make everybody scared. You know, one of my favorite quotes is talking about uh, the Sufi woman, and she was saying how 
she was running around in this village with a bucket of um, water in one hand and a torch of fire in the other. And someone asked her what she was doing. She said, I'm going to take this bucket of water and I'm going to um, pour it on the flames of hell and I'm going to take this fire and torch the gates of heaven. So people um, love God, not because of fear of hell or one of heaven, but because he is God, Ooh. which I think is really cool. And I think that's how a lot of people should look mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. So. Take out the fire and brimstone. Then you have people yeah. that are going to be there for the right reasons. Well, yeah, e- exactly. You exactly. don't take, you make, you can't just, do it. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't, take away, it doesn't work. You take away yeah. fear. You it's take not away greed, and you just give like actual choice. It's not persuasive. That's what she's talking about. Yo, man, it's, it's straight up Machiavellian. It's pragmatic, you know, but better to be feared than loved. Right. The fear is more effective as a tool of leadership and control than Only love is. Only short term. No, not short term, just in general. No, and I, no, no, no. But I do believe in short term. What, what happens is that if you can convince everybody to step out of it, because yeah. fear, doesn't, fear doesn't hold as much as love. Yeah, thank you. I, I disagree. I, uh, I completely disagree. There was a reason Machiavelli wrote, like, you know, it's better to be feared and loved at the same time. But if one has to choose between one or the other, it is better to be feared than loved. Well, well think about it this way. Fear is a lot more of a, like a, like a, like a, like a tightrope than anything else compared to love. Because think about it this way. Um, fear, if you're proven something or like a weakness for you, the fear goes away. Whereas love... Even if there is a weakness, they still say, you know what, maybe that's just wrong. They'll think otherwise. They'll try to prove themselves, uh, try to prove you wrong in the process. Fear I think, is different. I think self-preservation is a much more uh, good, like, not good. I would say much more motivating. Effective. Effective motivator. Only in the But still pinch. love for yourself. Though. Yeah. Self-motivation oh. is a bigger motivator right. than love is. Only in a pinch. Only in a pinch. Yeah, yeah, you, that's the whole point, is to put people in a pinch all the time. Oh, that's different. Like, look I mean, like look you, at every single war that the United States has ever been in. Oh, that's been, no, 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 it's, no. It's fabricated. It's of fabricated. it's fabricated, yeah. but it's been long Viet, sought Vietnam. through. It's, it's, no, it's for the love of oil. Yeah, well, well, yeah. well yeah, yeah. That's, but, but that's what we came to realize. That's what we came to realize after the fact. But it was all, it was all based on fear and anger. You know, Vietnam, oh, we're getting attacked by the Vietnamese. Turns out, guess what? That ship was like 100 miles offshore, right. not even attacked at all. Korean War, I, I'm not an expert on that. I'm, I'm sure we got drawn in somehow. World War II, that cruise ship was actually shipping supplies to the Brits. You know, uh, fucking 9-11, oh, why are we attacking Iraq? You know, like fucking... Love of oil, I said already. Yeah, exactly. but, but that's the whole point. Fear. The whole point is, is, is we're so full of fear and anger that it motivates people. Or it's, so it's full a, of no, look, for oil look at, and brimstone. No, no, look, look at even even the, the whole like Affordable Care Act, right? The, the whole Obamacare thing. Mm-hmm. You remember what was in the news directly preceding that passage? Bird flu, I, I, swine flu, oh, all was, these flus. The, the society's going to die because we all don't have fucking health care. Are we talking about that, right now? No, no, well, we're not. But my kidding. point, <laughs> my point is, 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 is basically like, I, I have this theory. It's called cyclical fear theory. Cyclical? It, yeah, cyclical fear theory. In other Secular? words, cyclical, like cycles, cycles oh, okay. fear cycle theory, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically like, to pass any effective legislation in a political group that is a polity of different types of people, they're never going to get along. They're going to be like, oh, you're black, you're Muslim, you're this, you're Christian, you're, you're you know, this kind of white that I don't agree with, whatever. It's hard for them to all get on the same page. <laughs> kind of. But what does motivate people and get them all on the same page? Fear. It's fear. A watchman does it. I mean, every, like, thing talks about it. Watchmen, they... To get everybody in the whole world to group together was yeah. to have a bigger fear than the states. Yeah. It, well, it wasn't aliens in the comic book or well, whatever. That's how I yeah. learned to love the bomb. I yeah. thought the whole thing about what about the whole Reagan bit with uh, the journey to the moon? That's a whole different story. It's not based upon fear. It's just based upon people wanting to be uniting, yeah, uniting exactly. together for something. I see what you're saying. Hope and change. Hope. Which is hope and change. Which is yes. where it goes from. The, that's what I was saying. Like you, you have one or the, one or the other, and I think yeah. I think hope and change. Is but but I think that like fear basically actually makes a hotbed for that. Like if people are so get, they get so exhausted with fear that they're just like I want something to hope for, and then and then that's when somebody like Obama comes along and and fucking has campaign posters that says hope, and you're like finally uh, finally was, somebody pitching something new. I thought it was change. Same. Yeah, both. You, you had both. Hope you and change, not the same. Thing. Not the same, no, but no, it's the same both, campaign. campaign uh, it's hope and change. In, in both and hope and change. Oh, yeah, okay. Anyway, I think we should agree with Robert because I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> so right? Let's, let's go back I think to it's time. Comes We're just going <laughs> to... Yeah, but we got to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for joining us. Make sure you go to the Kickstarter for Lilith Please. and to, uh to support. And uh, we'll put links on the page. We'll put the trade on there, which is which is pretty cool. And I, I, I like the fact that you came on and did your little editorial piece afterwards yeah. talking 
from the heart and showed a lot of your like you bared your soul and I was like, yeah. wow. That 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 Thank took you. a lot of courage, I think. And to all our listeners who are Thank just you. gonna go to the Kickstarter, try and watch the movie too, because it's a really deep thought process that this is movie's going through. And then it, I think it will enlighten a lot of people in the process too. You mean the trailer? The trailer, yeah. Yeah, yeah but but he's saying like when we actually yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Course, when, when yeah. it comes out we'll put details about where you can see it and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, I'm very interested to see it. But until next time, well, first, send us emails if you want. The show at ratpackpodcast.com. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Give us a like. Share, share it with your friends, for Christ's sake. This is a great show. Let them also be enjoying through fear. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Intimidate them to yes. watch us. If you don't do it, we're going to mail bomb you. Yeah. Yeah. So until next time, I'm Adam. I'm Astro. I'm Rex. Gavin. 